Hey, hi, everybody. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh-huh. Happy Kwanzaa uh, and Happy Six-Year Anniversary. Everybody listening would be offended if you didn't mention Kwanzaa. So, <laughs> it's been, what, three months? Uh, it's, I don't Since know. when we've was spoken the, when to was... each other? Well, I well, I think we still talk when we don't record, uh, but uh, it's it's hard to set up now with uh, I mean, especially with with Madden's sleep schedule because we used to do this so late at night, and you guys go to bed so early. <laughs> I mean, yes, a baby has come into our lives and it has changed. Well, no, I I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's that's uh, it's an adjustment. So it's like hard to get like to figure out like when we're gonna there's a time of day that uh you know is like you know it, it's is when i feel like you know recording and when you don't hate me right uh which well, is, time, is a positive okay, so this is a normal which isn't like right us. now um <laughs> <laughs> this week has been different you've actually been up early because your clock is switched yeah. but normally at 2 p.m i wake you up you okay, get out of okay, bed. Okay, let's at let's not make it sound like I'm a deadbeat. All right, I do have I a job. Like I, I am gamefully employed. So by the time you're awake and energized, my day has been spent and I'm exhausted and pissed. Right. So we're on opposite schedules. That's what happens when I'm at home for you know when I'm when I'm off <laughs> for an extended period. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, we we do. You don't like me much. Uh, I yeah, I stayed at a Best Western one one oh, day because yeah, because <laughs> you hated me. That was I, the we, worst we've established thing. that I've moved slow. I moved too slow for you. Oh, it drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, but you, I'm, you I move at the one... same rate I used to. Yeah, and it drove me crazy then too. But I feel like I'm. I have always been a fast person. Like I, I mean, being with you has kind of like slowed me down. <laughs> but <laughs> you should put that in your vows, dear. Thank you. <laughs> You're like bricks on my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, but being like a mother now, oh I, god, I've here got it comes so much more to do, and that's my life has changed a ton. And I feel like being a father for you hasn't really changed your schedule that much, and it's kind of frustrating for me. So. One day, yes, I had to take two really bad dogs and a baby to the groomers. I understand we're going to the groomers. It is not a life or death situation. I was ready to it go. Is not a big deal. I was ready. To, I was in I was in fucking shorts and she, but I was still I was ready to go. You were wearing socks. Shorts. And okay, I don't wear pajamas. I don't have who wears pajamas? Like I have like I have a nightcap and a fucking uh <laughs> some button up shit. It's like I had a fucking basketball shorts. What I'm wearing now. Yeah, but you were wearing had socks on. and sandals. I'm never letting you leave the house like that. Okay, well, you know what? Then you can't hang out with Outcast, okay? <laughs> because they like flip flops and socks. So, um, I don't look. I just, I, I just, I was like ready were, to go. And it was you disrespectful the fact that you could. I had to get a baby ready. I had to get myself ready. I had to get two dogs ready, and you can't even put on some fucking wait, sneakers. Wait, you had to get two dogs ready. I had to put their leashes on. I had to like get their get them you in the put car. Their, they, I mean, there's not much getting ready. They okay, don't. They don't wear clothes. Baby? Okay, I know, it's but I'm just easy. saying it's. It's. I know, but I. You made it more difficult than it needed to be because 
I was no, going to go with you. No, you more difficult. Look, I under I admit that I'm slow as shit, and and you notice like when I have stuff that I got to do, whether it's catching a plane or going to do a spot around town or anything like that, I'm always like last minute rushing out of the house. Like it takes me forever because I fucking I basically want to milk every moment I have at home uh to the fullest so then i end up you know running late getting out of here i mean because i just want to i don't want to leave i mean so i had to go walk around it's an outdoor i'm glad we started with this i know yeah this is great this is a good (laughs) good pick by me uh i had to go so they get groomed at a place called healthy spot at the village which is a new outdoor mall in woodland hills and I was excited for... Uh, shut the fuck up. I was if like, you're interested. No, I'm setting Jesus. the mood and the venue. Um, so now you got me off track. Yeah, right. Well, it's good. Um, no. So, so I, had, I was excited that I had a day planned. We were going... Okay, mind you, I spend all my time with a dog, two dogs and a baby. So yeah, I have any kind of I, I envy you. I do. I, I really wish I could spend my time with two dogs and this baby. This baby. I was really Hi, excited to drop the boys off at the groomers. And then you and I and Madden were going to go have lunch and go get ice cream and have a little day and then pick up the dogs. I was excited for our little day. And I was leaving with As you. A family, I was leaving. I someone was... Someone could have taken a picture of all of us. Oh, it my would have God. Been. It's just, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> somebody could have drawn a picture of all us. Uh, yeah, that's, it, you know, it could be, somebody could have sketched us. So I spend six hours alone with the baby Bjorn and her strapped to me waiting for the you dog to be done. Here. And I get home and you're not here. And that was the worst thing you could do. Well, I thought it was the worst thing I could do was be here. I thought, I thought. I wanted you to spend time with your family. I understand that, and I wanted to too. I just am slow about getting out the house. If you're not spend time with your family, you might as well be at home writing or working or doing. But see, if if I felt like if I was home when when you got back here, I you would have looked at it like, oh look, he got his way. He didn't want to leave at all. Going to a best western. That I didn't want. I, okay, look, I didn't go. That wasn't my 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 fantasy pick uh, of of places to go. I just was like, I gotta I gotta leave because if she comes back and sees me here, she's gonna be madder at me. And wrong again. And yeah, of course. I <laughs> it's uh this is uh this is this is wonderful um because I look I I. I mean, you say like with like my schedule hasn't changed that much or whatever, and it's like my schedule is is hectic as it is, and it's only with with having to fucking travel and everything, and it's a bitch. And when I'm at home, yeah, I just want to be at home. I just want to relax. And I mean, I, I, you know, it's like every every moment that I'm with her, you, you're mad because it's like most of the time she's with me, she does, she goes to sleep. Like, because there, there's nothing else that we're going to do together. Like, what, she's not going to nurse. I mean, we've, we've, like today we started like rolling the ball back and forth and stuff and like we've, we've played a lot today but, and I think that'll increase over time. But I mean, when, when, when she's at this stage, I don't think there's much else I can do besides be a human mattress for her. So, I mean, it's just like we, we, you know, I hold on to her until 
she gets pissed and wants you, which is often. I mean, we have a we have a baby who who kind of needs. Uh, well, she also needs, she needs to throw shit on the floor. Is what she needs to do She's right a bit now. Obsessed with me. Yeah, yeah, she is. I tried and, to hire a nanny just for like one day a week for two or three hours, just so I could get some emails written. And if you've emailed me and I haven't wrote you back in like five months, I'm sorry. I will get to it, <laughs> but they're stacking up, and I'm drowning in emails. Yeah, yeah, it's true. We're 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 three months behind on our podcast, so I don't think. <laughs> But um, so I tried to like hire a nanny, and this woman is so nice. She's has two grown children herself, and has been nannying for years. She's you know in her fifties. She's my mom's age, um, and she was like, "I've never seen a child have this much separation anxiety as Madden does." Yeah, like Madden can't be held by someone else. She, I mean, I don't even leave the house. I just want to be in the kitchen writing emails, and it's like. I mean, you're pulling her limbs off by the joint. She just can't but handle I, but it. But I think that's if you really got down to what you would really want your child to be like, <laughs> I think that would be it. <laughs> I do really love it. You love being needed um, by, you know, by this puggle. That's why that's what pisses you off about Barney is he doesn't need you. That's true. Like, he, you know, he annoys you, but he doesn't need you. Uh and like I, you know, it's just it's uh, you know, I, I, like I, I think you, I think you've just gotten, I think you've gotten everything you wanted. You said she, I mean, gee, I feel bad for you that she, I mean, because I know she like she she pinches me, pulls my chest hair, fucking like whatever she and and it's She's like it's, pulling out my eyelashes right now. I know, and but I mean, she gets that all from you. You pick at shit all the time. <laughs> I mean, all you do, like, when we were, we would lay in bed and you'd fucking pinch my nipples, even though I'd say, don't do that, please don't do that, not funny, please stop, I'm gonna call the cops, and, and I mean, you just keep it up, so, I mean, I, uh, you saying this is payback? Yes, hell yeah it is, I mean, you're getting exactly what you wanted, exactly what you deserve, so, uh, enjoy karma, it, baby? yeah, enjoy it, <laughs> enjoy her. Cause there she is. That's uh. Yeah, yeah. she's nine months old now. Yeah, yeah, she's. I she's uh. I mean, like I, I she's just starting to. She's gonna be talking soon. Like we she can. Says, so we went to her nine month checkup the other day, and her doctor walks in the room, and Madden just waves to her and goes, "Hey." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor's mind was fucking blown. Yeah, that's that's right. Cause when you. When you, when you see a person who sees babies all day, I mean, that's all they, you know, that's what she does. Yeah, she, that was she, normal. I mean, she's I mean, and she's like, but she like looks at her like, oh my God, like, <laughs> like, like we have Benjamin Button here or something. <laughs> like, I, I mean, she's, uh, yeah, she's, well, she says, hey, like, and dad, mom. Which, she calls me Eggy, which Eggie. I'm obsessed with. Yeah, we wanted her to call me Jizzy for a while, but I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I contribute her uh, sophistication to all the mommy and me classes we've been going to. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. I'm sure it's not. It's what not. It's not, it? it's not the genetic uh, uh, code that she has, or, or the time that, that that we spend together, or the amount of talking that goes on around her all the time. She goes to baby sign language classes. She's a genius. 
Yeah, baby sign language. That's uh, <laughs> that's a racket, people. Um, if you're if you're unemployed, think about uh, starting a baby sign language class. I went to a. Because uh, how are they gonna know the difference? You can just make up shit and say this is the sign for it. It's like, it doesn't matter. They're not gonna know. It's a, it's American sign language. It's like American sign language. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a bait. It's not like a specific baby form of sign language. It's just. It's just, but you, but they have babies in the class though. Right. But these are people who can't talk anyway. Yeah, that's why you go. And to it's baby harder sign to talk with sign language than it is with no, with, with verbal. No, because she understands her brain is there and working she just can't verbally communicate so if she can do sign language she won't get frustrated like kids have temper tantrums because they can't they're frustrated and they can't yeah. get their point across so if she's able to sign i'm thirsty i'm hungry instead of throwing a temper tantrum because she can't verbalize what she wants then that, that's what win. they did with that's what they, they but then she has no reason to learn how to talk that's what no. they do with chimps I mean, it's uh, it's not really. I mean, I can see how it's like a an exercise to grow her mental capacity and and exercise her brain. But I I I just I I want her to to talk versus uh sign and shit to me because I don't know the sign language. So then she could give me all kinds of signs, and I'll be like, I you're gonna well, have to you you're gonna have to say so. Oh, sorry, I have to uh, uh you know uh work. Uh, you know, uh, on my end, so you know, not not that you 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 do more work than I do as far as just what you have to do between her and and then everything that you have to do uh, online and with dealing with my representatives and all that shit. You you do more than I do mileage wise, but. Um, I still do what I do, and um, that uh, I'm I'm slower than so, you are. So, so to reiterate, you do what you do, and I do what I do. Yeah, we got that right. Okay, but I I and don't I don't have <laughs> I don't have the time or energy based on my uh, personality and my you know the way the way I how I roll to to go to sign language class. But why would going to the best Western help the situation? Is what I want to know. It just seemed. I told you. That's, I wanted. Help. I made a. I made an error in judgment. Of course, I again. Help, and I wanted family time. But I didn't know how to. I, like you got so mad at me, and I was just like, I, I'm just slow. I'm just. I'm late again, but I'm always late. Just and shoes on. I did. I, I I threw some shoes on. And I said, I'll just go like this. Like they belong in a prison shower. All right, it's it's. I mean, it's kind of petty for you to have made that decision based on socks. Like, really? <laughs> I mean, as bad as you coordinate your bed outfits, like you know, you your jammies are always. You don't give a fuck how you match. Look how I match right now. I mean, I got I got red shirt, but the Patriot shorts, and then boom accentuated with red socks. I mean, I'm, I look pretty fucking sweet so for bed. So you picked a color and you stuck with it. You're like the fucking White House. What? No, no. I'm the Red House. Look, I'm the, I'm no, the... Have you been to the White House? 
spin of the White House, they yeah. have the blue room and the yellow room and the red yeah, room. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. But it's still, I mean, I color coordinated. Yeah. How else am I supposed to coordinate? Speaking of the Patriots. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're Patriot shorts, yeah. You were saying that you are done with football now? Did you even watch What? Them? Well, you were saying, well, you didn't, didn't even watch say I was done with football. Yes, you did. I, I said I was, my my interest is like, um, it's waning. Like, it's you it's not as high as it was. Because the Patriots didn't make it, and I just didn't care. I mean, it was, I, I it, like, I really, the, the, watching the fucking Broncos and, uh, Panthers, I wouldn't watch that in the regular season, I wouldn't, I just didn't care, I mean, I cared to find out who won, just to know for his, history's sake, but, I mean, I really was like, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of thought this would be, you know, the Patriots would get there again, back to back, boom, done, Right off into the sunset, and I could just, I could, I could take a break for a while, because I actually was, I just was getting burnt out on, uh, the NFL, except for, I, I play Madden, uh, still, on my iPad, but, it, it, it feels weird saying that, because it's my daughter now, but, uh, um, and, uh, and my tattoo, I have a tattoo, yeah. it says Madden, and, uh, yeah. It's our sixth year anniversary on february 26th yes six years from the day that we met mm -hmm. and um, the day we got together i know, mean we were we, we were a couple the day we met as far as i was concerned but yeah. <laughs> um so you were like do you want to get tattoos i okay i remember one of our the first date we went on was like the beginning of march 2010 mm-hmm and one of the questions, you know, first date talk that I asked you was if you had any tattoos. And you said no. And I said, well, if you were to get one, what would it be? And you said Homer Simpson doing the jump man. Yeah. Obviously, I would never let that happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I even got uh, some people from The Simpsons to give me a, like a, a still, because I didn't know how to do a screenshot, I guess, at that time. I don't know. But uh, a still shot of Homer Simpson dunking. There was one episode uh, called Children of a Lesser Clod that uh, he's dunking like Jordan. And I just thought the mix of the two, the Air, you know, the Michael, the Air Jordan symbol and the Homer Simpson just kind of encapsulates who I am. And uh, I, I, you know, I could be wrong, um, but uh, just in my head, that's that's what I think. And uh, I just... Um, yeah, I um, I didn't really, I didn't want to, I didn't want to get anything that uh, like big or gaudy or anything like that or anything that detailed on me anyway. Well, um, I, I mean that was six years ago, and you, I mean you're forty years old, and you never gotten a tattoo at all. So when you said for our anniversary you want to get tattoos, it blew my mind. Yeah, like, cause, well, because I wanted to do something that was, I you know, like I said, I always like clamor for you, you know something special to do on individual, whether it's birthdays or holidays or anniversaries. And, you know, I was talking to your dad the other night, actually, after the show in Philadelphia, and I was saying to him that, like, you know, our, uh, you know, like our wedding day, our wedding anniversary, 
we, you know, that was just a date. That was a date that we picked because, you know, it fell on a Sunday and it was, you know. It was a Saturday. Was it Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, see, who cares? Exactly, <laughs> you know, but it, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, we met on February 26th. Like, that was a date that, like, you know, like, that, that changed my life. That changed your life for the better, I think, on, in both instances. And I, uh, you know, so that's like a date that is really special. And then the fact that this is the first one of those anniversaries that we have met and, you know, in our lives is, you know, just, so it was like, well, plus like I'm into numerology, just anything that has to do with nines and both dogs are nine months or nine years old and, uh. Madden's nine months and uh so, so nine nine and nine and that was our anniversary just a perfect time to go get uh get inked up so, so we were trying to figure out what to get and with this it's six year anniversary and all the nines i wanted him to get if you look at it like put it on his chest and do a six but if you look at it one way it's a six if you look at it another way it's a nine hello genius idea well, I thought your first idea was a genius idea. The second one uh, was it was it was it was a good idea. It was just too much for me. Like I uh, I just thought because your first idea was you know you write Madden's name and I write Madden's name and we get you know each other's handwriting. We get our daughter's name in each other's handwriting. Yeah, and that's what we did. That's what we did. Yeah, and I I mean I think it. Uh, yeah, I, think I it love did the mine. trick. Mine's down like by my wrist, and yours is on the shoulder. Of the, which I just noticed it's the same arm. We both did the left arm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, I I I was really. I mean, I was really scared about how how much it would hurt. Uh, was it better or worse than you expected? I guess like I got it in my head like that it would be really really awful. So I, I I guess the the what I thought was so much worse than what it was, uh, that by the time I got to you know he was doing it like he was he was tracing the thing on my arm, it was really just like it's like the you know like sitting there and enduring like the you know when you get a shot in your arm and it, you know the worst part of it where you feel like the needle going in like you just feel that for you know 10 minutes and that's basically what it was and it didn't it wasn't that bad it was it was worth it so now that you have one would you go get homer doing the jump man or something more no I, I i don't want any uh i don't, I don't want to i don't have the kind of body i want to make a mural out of you know like <laughs> you know it's like it, it's it you know and it, 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 there's no I don't want to draw any more attention to my body than I have to, so uh, yeah, it's uh, we'll just leave it as is. Yeah, just says Madden in your handwriting. We're good. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm glad we did it. Yeah, I think it was good. It was a good. Uh, what other weird anniversary things have thing? we been doing? Like, oh, I went to cryotherapy. Uh huh. I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> What have would you ever try cryotherapy? It's when you stand in this little like box room thing. I don't know. It's like a, a 
like you're getting put into a tube and it goes what like 200 300 degrees below zero it's like fucking freezing it looks like a halloween prop because it's like all smoky and stuff mm-hmm. and you're in there for up to three minutes and it just freezes your body and so when you get out like all of your blood and everything recirculates so you get like a whole new fresh system of blood and shit it just it's good for like your skin and your immune system and um i don't know a bunch of fucking shit like i i just i don't i I don't i don't understand how hypothermia can be good for you (laughs) because that's what it is you're just like if you if you like if you that's what they would say like you you know like with thin ice and stuff like that like ice skating on a, a lake or something like you don't want to the ice to be too thin because if you fall in I mean that that water is so cold you'll die in fucking right. seconds well, and you know like that sounds like what it is well you know how athletes go in ice baths to like yeah yeah fix their bodies yeah I used to do that with my ankles yeah, like that's to, what it is but. Uh, your whole body though so your whole body is i mean dropping temperature like that i mean obviously you survived so it's not something that i just at face value it sounds like something that is a bad idea to me i loved it i didn't know if i i didn't think i would be able to last the whole three minutes but i did you like treatments though i do you know you I you like weird treatments. massages and all kinds of shit yeah oh remember when i did endermology when my ass and butt and my ass and butt, my legs were black and blue. I looked like I fell from a five-story building. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I remember you. I remember you. You being wrapped in plastic and all kinds of stupid shit. But yeah. I I've, I used to do a lot of weird treatments, and you mentioned massage. Like, yeah. As soon as you got, as soon as Groupon came along, you God, were just. It was all. It was off the fucking. I mean. You were just like every it. every goofy treatment that came along. You'd be like, "Oh yeah, let me go do that." And <laughs> of course, yeah, I'm why not? I'm not getting a major surgery off of a Groupon, but I like well, when they're like <laughs> they are like, "Hey, this weird crazy thing." <laughs> I think Groupon has triple bypass on yeah, there. Yeah, you do, dude. You can get like boob jobs and shit on Groupon. Okay, but 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 uh, I mean. A triple bypass is heart surgery, dear. Whatever. I don't think anybody gets elective heart surgery. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just like you know what? I, I don't like the way my heart looks, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna get work done. Come on. Um. Oh, I got sick, and I went to that quantum energy room. Remember, I told you about that. It was like just this room with two chairs and this weird like contraption thing, and I guess Tesla made it. And mm-hmm. it vibrates. That dude made a lot of shit. Yeah. And then he died a poor man. Sad. Yeah, it is. It, uh, but this room just, like, vibrates. Well, you don't even feel it, though. Mm-hmm. So I literally paid, like, 80 bucks to sit in a chair for five minutes and then just walk out of the room. <laughs> right. And <laughs> they go, yeah, something happened. And then you're like, wait when a minute. I walked out, I, I was like, so do a lot of people do that? And they're like, yeah. Sounds like, like baby sign language. <laughs> just like, there's no way to prove that something actually just happened. It's, uh, yeah. supposed to like, I don't know, get all of your system back on the same flow, you know? It's, this this is this is why I gotta go out on the road. Is I gotta as I gotta I gotta just fucking go out so we can get money and then fucking pay for these fucking treatments <laughs> and sign language. Jesus. 
were saying when I came home from that quantum energy room, you were saying that they, like, the government used to do that for mind, um, something. You were like, I would tell you about it, but you won't listen. So if you want to tell me about it now, I'm forced to listen. Well, what, quantum energy or something like that? Yeah. I mean, they, well, yeah, I mean, they've, they've used, uh, there's a program called MK Ultra that is pretty well known that people, I mean, they, they did, they, they, uh, it was basically the, the, the CIA did experiments on American citizens. I mean, there, there's been proven cases because people have gotten settlements out of it, um, but yeah, they just they they go find people like this was like in the sixties and fifties. They go find just an unsuspecting person and just you know slip them acid or something like that and just see what happened. Or they would there were people who got kidnapped for fucking weeks and they'd just they'd be in an they'd just put them on drugs and they'd put them in this room and they'd run experiments and tests and shit on them and they'd like basically count on the idea that they didn't remember uh, what they did. I mean, that's what most likely happened to the guy who killed Bobby Kennedy is uh, he was he was mind-fucked, and he was a Manchurian candidate. But I don't know. I mean... <laughs> you make it sound like by me coming out of that room, like I was going to be possessed now or something. I don't remember with this conversation, but uh, I just... I, I remember, you know, I, I just... I don't remember exactly what what uh, possessed me to, um, I guess, can you uh, make that correlation between uh, whatever you did and uh, Sirhan Sirhan? But uh, yeah, I did. So yeah, I don't know. I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. Well, I I do. I I, I watch a lot of documentaries and it's shit. Like you get your I dig around from Wikipedia. But no, come on. I you can dig around and figure out, figure out what's good and what isn't. You get your information from television, which is the worst place to get information. But at least television has some kind of like standards. Anybody can put anything on YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I, I there you go. Exactly. <laughs> there you As go. As it was coming out, yeah. I heard what I was saying. <laughs> Yeah, you realize who's in charge of those standards, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what else has been happening? My sister came with her friend from Italy. Mm -hmm. They stayed for a couple weeks. And Cammy made... See, this is why we haven't recorded a podcast. There's been nothing to talk about. I mean, there's <laughs> she just... made gnocchi! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I forgot about gnocchi. Oh, and Christ. And sushi. Oh, my God, it was the best. Uh-huh. Well, uh, so we're gonna wrap this up early, and, uh, um, yeah, I, uh, um, let's see, I, yeah, I saw Star Wars, I don't know, that was, it was good. You went to, uh, Philadelphia last weekend and went to the Rocky statue? Yeah, yeah, that was the first time I ever went to that, uh, me and Ellis went to the, saw the Rocky statue, and it's like, I mean, there's like a line of people waiting to take a, a picture with that statue, and, I mean, there's like, I, I, I don't want to assume that they're homeless, but they're probably homeless. Guys like, uh, you know, who just sort of just act like they work there, and they just go, you know, just give me your phone, 
I take I take the best pictures in town, and it's like I I mean, nothing feels dumber but than having your arms raised in the air and having a guy run off with your phone. <laughs> but he didn't. He was actually really cool. Except, I mean, it, 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 his price was kind of steep. But I didn't want to give him a you know I didn't want to haggle with him because uh, it's just. Wait, you're going I gave him like to, 40 bucks to do both of us. Gave yeah. a guy forty dollars to take a picture. Well, he took our picture, like He's individual. Not a professional photographer. He actually took some good shots. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I really you just one of those things. Look, man, handed your phone to a homeless guy. Yeah, and then gave him forty bucks. To basically just get your phone back. Well, uh, yeah, because, I mean, there's, you know, you there's, what, how else? I, I mean, those are the really? pictures. Those are pictures are going to have some standards, you know? Those pictures are going to maybe, you know, have some, uh, I, look. Did you get the I, rights to them? Is that what the 40 it, 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 it was 20 for each of us. Ellis didn't have any cash on him, so. No, Ellis is not stupid. Ellis was like, no, I'm not giving you 20 bucks to take my picture. Well, that was a little stupid then, because if Ellis was, was planning on arguing with that man and saying, I don't have any cash, after he did that, you have no idea of the problems you're inviting by letting somebody do all that and then going, well, I don't have any cash, and just slipping out on him. I don't think Ellis brought any cash with him. I mean, because he thought we were probably going to some sketchy places, because we did. We went to, like, like the place where Rocky was shot and stuff like that. I mean, not shot but the movie was filmed in fishtown so it was like we uh it, it, i don't know he just didn't maybe he just really didn't have cash but to get to the point when somebody you know you have a guy like that who's let's say a street vendor and he's <laughs> taking your picture and going over here and taking your picture and going like he expects to get paid and Not if you don't pay him if you don't pay him twenty, he expects to get twenty. But the thing is, it's twenty a piece. And look, I look at it like it's just not worth. It's not worth the twenty bucks or forty bucks to to, to haggle with this guy. I mean, it's not. And hopefully, you know, he can. I don't know, get something to eat or get a place to stay that night. Well, that I based on that. For. So it's like, okay, go ahead. I don't. You know, it just doesn't matter that much to me to you know, deprive somebody like that of a few dollars. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, when you put it that way, it's nice. So, yeah. I just felt like you got played. I just look at it like, yeah, I, you know, hopefully, yeah, I'm, I'm, that guy was a, he was a nice guy, or seemed to be nice to us, he was a salesman, of course, but, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, man, he's, he's running his hustle, like, that's, it takes balls to do that, like, I don't know if I'd have the balls to do that, like, if I just, if I was oh, I asked would. out... And didn't have any, anywhere to, uh, nothing to do, and like, I don't know, what, did that just start by somebody going, hey, can you take our picture in front of the statue? And then he's like, oh, I'm going to make a business out of this. <laughs> but to just go, all right, I'm now the guy who takes pictures at the Rocky statue. I, I you know. Did you see him do it for anyone else? Well, it seemed like he and another guy, at least one other guy, and uh, and then there was a woman too. Uh, they were all like rotating because there was a line of people. So it was like, you know, there was a lot. To, they couldn't just they couldn't one person couldn't get everybody. So yeah. I just can't imagine there being like a line at just a statue. Mm, well, 
day before the Oscars, Stallone's nominated for it. It's a big deal. It, I think that statue is a big deal as far as... Did it move or something? It's moved a few times. It, it was It was in front of the art museum, like up on the top of the steps at first. And then they moved it to in front of the Philadelphia Spectrum. And then they moved it back over to the art museum. But they have it at the bottom of the steps and not at the top. Which is kind of stupid because it's like... I mean, they should have it at the top. Because it's, 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 it's such a symbol of Philadelphia. I, I, I would think that they would, you know... Put when it I think top. of Philadelphia, I don't think of... Rocky. Yeah, but it's because you're a jerk, all right? I mean, no. Hey, look, you don't... You're younger. You were you were born in 85, so you were basically born after the, the you know, the height of the series. I can't believe you go to Philly and you don't get a cheesesteak. Well, I can't believe you go to Philly and don't go to the Rocky statue and pay a homeless guy to take your picture. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't... There's certain things I don't... You know, I, I guess... Uh, you know, I, I like to, to see, like, when I went to, we went to Dealey Plaza that time, you know, I plan on going back there, because hopefully I get better weather, because it was awful, but, um, you know, and then we went to, not only the Rocky statue and the Rocky steps, but to see the, uh, you know, Rocky neighborhood, those things are kind of cool for me, like, to actually see the real place. That, you know, things happen that, you know, that I, they kind of affected me. And the Rocky movies had a huge effect on me. They had a huge effect on anybody born, I'd say, between 19, uh, probably 1940 and 1980. No, I get that. When, I mean, I was obsessed with 90210, and now when I go into Beverly Hills... Uh, just stop. Just stop right there. Just uh, <laughs> please, please don't continue with what you were saying, okay? It's, it's not the same. It's kind of the it's exact kind, same. It's kind of not the same. It's the exact same. It couldn't be more same. It's not, okay? Rocky. And the reason why Rocky is the embodiment of the American underdog story. He, he is. I mean, the movie itself, by being a movie that was written by a, a, a nobody, and that nobody insisted on starring in the movie at, at, at the, you know, at the to the dismay of everybody who was in charge. But he still, he stuck it out and he believed in himself. And that's what the movie happens to be about, is a guy who's like, look, I, I'm not going to be good enough to beat this guy, but I have this chance to fight the champ if I can go the distance and do something that nobody else has ever done before, that's good enough for me. And I, you know, I also, you know, I, I, I fell in love with the pet shop girl because <laughs> the, she was the one I've had a crush on forever. So I got Adrian. I got, uh, you know, who Adrian, I didn't, re I, I watched the movie again when I was in Philadelphia, uh, and I didn't realize that Adrian and Rocky, they got, they, she moved in with him the same way you moved in with me. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you want a roommate? I was like, I, I thought I'd heard that before. That's exactly uh, what happened with us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your brother wasn't out, like, throwing shit and then, like, <laughs> uh, you know, destroying the house when you said that. But, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was just like, so you sure you don't need a roommate? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty much the same line. Same line. You and Adrian. That's that's <laughs> that's what uh, that's what I always wanted. Is I grew up wanting, you know, like not only wanting my Adrian, which you are. Like it or no, it it don't have to be any of that. It's just a person who, who I I I feel like loves me for me and accepts me for me, and that's that's you know rare for anybody. Um, but they uh, the you know for you know somebody to, I mean Rocky embodies the whole like like look. I'm just going to do things the right way. I'm just going to do... I'm going to be the, as honest and straightforward as I can be. I'm going to accept my limitations. I'm going to just be who I am. And somehow, I'm going to triumph by doing that. Not not by taking shortcuts. Not by fucking, you know, anything underhanded. I'm just... I'm just... And that's kind of what I've you know, kind of had how I've tried to approach everything, whether it's foolishly or not, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I've tried to do things that way, which is just the honest, hardworking, idiot way. So, yeah. (laughs) And I work in a pet store. And you, and you work in a pet store. Yeah, yeah. You you, you sold me turtles. Um, I was going to say something now, I don't remember. You want to take some questions? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, I actually, Adam asked, well, I pulled up three that Adam asked all these. Um, this one I actually don't know the answer to. He asked, how did you meet Mark Ellis? Um. For those who don't know Mark, like, you were talking about he was the one who went to Dealey Plaza with you, and he's the one who went to Philadelphia with you. He opens for you 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then before that, how I met him, actually, I don't even remember how I met him, but he used to do, we had a radio show on Sirius XM called The Mad Cap Hour, and it was the three of us. Mm-hmm. So if you listen to that, and then or if you've seen your stand-up, live then you've most likely seen mark ellis yeah Yeah. right and and uh yeah mark is uh he's like one of the you know rare guys that comes along that i've you know is genuinely funny i laugh with him all the time that's what i mean like we can sit backstage and fucking you know talk about shit and really get you know we've seen all the family guys and we've you know we just, you know, can we we just we can almost finish each other's sentences, sort of thing. Like he's a good guy, he's a good friend. Um, I love Mark, but uh, he's like fifteen years older than my sister. But I'm like convinced that they're gonna <laughs> marry and make babies, and he'll be a part of our family forever. Yeah, I think he's got a girlfriend who'd probably be upset about that. <laughs> but um, so uh, I was yeah, trying to hook him up with Kate when she was like sixteen. Yeah, and and and, and that's you should be put in jail for that. But uh, um. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, uh, I actually first met Ellis when I was um, hosting Potluck at the Comedy Store. Um, when, uh, I, like, probably, what, see, I'd say between 2003 and 2005, probably around 2004, I think, is when he got to L.A. 
And uh, he used to hang out with one other guy. And I don't think it was Christian at the time. Might have been. Um, but the two of them used to come in all the time, like, together. Um, and it was almost like, I, I just remember, like, being, like, I mean, when you host Potluck, it was like, when anybody was any good, it was like such a relief that like, oh good, somebody's going to take the load off my shoulders here for a second. And uh, that's what, you know, I was just happy to see Mark. So, um, you know, I just kind of, he's a guy of just, you know, sort of, yeah, anytime I see him over the years or anything like that, he's just, he's uh, always been... He, he always felt like a close friend, even though, like, we didn't know each other that well at first. It was just like, he just, somebody like, you know, those people you just feel like you've known your whole life? Like, he's kind of like that. So, so he's just, uh, you know, I mean, he's got, uh, he's got obviously his own thing going with uh, Schmoe's No and everything. And, you know, uh, as long as he wants to come out on the road with me and, and open up, that's cool. But, uh, you know. I'll understand whenever he's like, "Man, Cap, fuck off." <laughs> we, I, I'll go, I'll go, fucking, I'll go to the statue with you, but uh, I ain't going to fucking open your show anymore. But yeah, Mark's a great guy. Mark's a great comic and a great guy. Yeah, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to go to Tampa or Chicago with you this month. Well, fuck him then. <laughs> <laughs> but then in April, he's going to be in Columbus, Detroit. And- uh, in Albany with you. Why do you say Albany? Albany. It's Albany. It's Albany. It's Albany. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and then uh, Byron Bowers is going to go to Naples. Yeah, Byron's us. a good guy. I like Byron. Yeah. Well, I'll discuss him further on another podcast. But yeah, he's, <laughs> and then Mark will like be with Byron. you again from Minneapolis, Houston, Cincinnati, and Boston. And all of those... Uh, are on and he won't be bringing any cash. So anybody who wants to take our picture, you should probably know that. He doesn't have any cash on him. <laughs> um, all right, so Adam asks, does Cap know how to twerk? You know what twerking is? I, isn't it something with your butt? Yeah. I, you know, I, remember I showed, remember I showed that, that clip with uh, Michael Jordan? Somebody asked him about that. And he's like, somebody asked him, you know, do you, you know how to twerk? And he's like, no, I don't tweet, twerk, (laughs) MySpace, anything. Like, it was just like, he was that out of touch. But he's such a fucking badass. Like, it's just like, yeah, you know what? He does what he does. And it's like. Um, yeah, probably in the past couple years. Well, I, mean, I was just wondering that. How long has twerking been around? Because it was, I mean, it's been popular in the last, I'd what, two five, years? Five years. Oh, yeah, okay, two years maybe. I don't know. Two, three years? I don't I, know. I really don't but care. was it around 20 years ago? No, no, it wasn't. Are you sure? I'm positive. I took a twerking class before I was See, that's, again... <laughs> Was it on Groupon? Fuck you, man. <laughs> I always thought that twerking was just like basically shaking your butt really hard, but it's really contracting each muscle. So you twerk one butt cheek, and then you can, it's like you're basically just contracting each butt cheek. And I can twerk really well with my left cheek, but I can't twerk at all with my right. If I was telling you that story, how would you feel? 
Why don't you want to and know plus, that when this stink hits you, uh, okay, it's, you. I just want you to know. I mean, I my fart smells like the river. So, yeah. That was actually one of Adam's questions. Who has the worst farts in the house? Oh, me by far. Well, I mean, Madden can can throw down, no. but uh, she, uh, you know, she uh, compete with you though. But not me. No, I my. Cause my yeah I my 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 smells vary. That's what like we found with with you know with her poops is that I have a good nose for poop. Like I can smell constipation. I can smell green. You know, like that's I mean that's really incredible. That uh, you know I mean I've been right on all these things. I'm like I'm like that one is it's green, isn't it? And it was green. It was like she's just I I I yeah I've examined her poop. Uh, you know, it's like, it's like somebody sticks gum under their desk or something. And, uh, yeah, she was constipated for a while. Um, if anybody <laughs> wants to hear further about this, there would be... <laughs> sure she wants to Log on that. to pbs.org slash Madden's Poop. No, uh, don't. Um, anyway. But, yeah, I, 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 I have the you. worst, I have the worst ass in, yeah, for at least a few counties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I and I, I, I want everyone to know that my wife wholeheartedly agrees with that. And um, um, all right, this question is kind of timely. How do you go about acquiring representation, like a manager or agent? Um, you know, they'll come to you. Uh, I, I've come to. Uh, I've come to the realization over the past, you know, couple years, especially seeing as how what I went through with uh, my um, previous management company, uh, Parallel, um, that uh, I I don't I don't recommend hiring a manager. Um, managers are it's a scam. I mean, there there's no real governing body. That, um, like, there's no set of rules for managers, and there's a reason why, is because it's not a real, it's actually not a really legitimate profession, and it's somebody who's supposed to, I mean, you're paying somebody to give a shit about you, I mean, because they're supposed, they have you to, can't. your agents don't give a shit about you, because they're, they're just, they're agents, and they just work in that sense, that they're not that closely tied to your career and how you're gonna go you know like the longevity of it and the the big picture and blah 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 your manager is supposed to be that they're supposed to really care and i'm sure there are a few out there who do you can't pay someone or hope someone is gonna care for you you either do or you don't right but that's what i mean you can and money is not gonna make that happen and I, you know, I've been foolish enough because I, like I said, I just do things really straightforward and honest. And I, I've always just assumed that everybody else is as honest as I am. And I'm, I'm wrong there. <laughs> but, uh, I, I just, you know, like a agents, assistant. you know, agents are like, you, you want to have, yeah. And that, that's just, well, not, they're not supposed to be, they're supposed to be somebody who has some sort of vision and has some sort of uh intimate knowledge of what you are gonna do and how you want your career to go now like you're managing me now and like that's because you're my wife and you have intimate knowledge and understand what it is i want to do 
but you couldn't do that for somebody to... else. Somebody else, right? It's because we have a genuine relationship. That's why I think more and more people have either wives or brothers, sisters, whoever manage them because it's not a job that you can just have a stranger do just, you know, for money. And, uh, they're, um, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, they're the management companies seem to be the first ones to come along in a comics life to make them feel important. Like, uh, you know, they're the first guys in suits to sort of, you know, they come up and they legitimize you and they, they say, hey, we're going to, you know, nobody ever signs with anybody. But, you know, you just, you go in, you you meet with guys in suits, and they just make it feel like, you make you feel like, okay, now I have a direction because these guys are going to be working for me. And, and it's really, it's just a fucking, it's just all bullshit. It's like, look, they're, they're people who are, you know, with respect to managers, they're, they're people who are pretty minimally talented, if at all, and they made their way to, uh, into show business, and they realized that they don't have any discernible talent, so they decided to basically leech off that of those who do, and they're, they're scumbags. I mean, Matt's a scumbag. He is. He's a piece of shit. And I, I mean, I former manager. Yeah, and uh, I, I just, you know, I, I don't, I, I only learned that through, you know, over the past few years, and just, you know, when I started asking questions, and when I started realizing how much he didn't know, and and. Then I, you know, I ended up like, you know, after, uh, I, you know, I fired them, I ended up getting an, you know, a new manager and, you know, they weren't, they really weren't any better. They were just the, they were just the same shit. It was just like a, a stranger who was like glomming on to, you know, to, to my business. And it's like, really, I don't need you. Like I could have gotten along without paying out that 10%, and it's just, uh... I didn't think I was ready yet. I remember when you and I even were first dating, it was like, we were talking about me managing you in yeah. the future, and I literally thought we meant 20 years away. <laughs> yeah. And so, at like, what, three years in, when the possibility of it happening, I just didn't think I was prepared enough to, to take that on. So that's why we hired on another management company after we fired Parallel, thinking that they would be able to do something more than yeah. Parallel had done. And it just, again, it was... Yeah, they action. they just really... Um, uh, I mean, it really got to the point where it was just like they, they, they just... They, they prove that they don't give a shit about me, is what it is. I mean, and that's the essence of the job. It's like they... They took money from me that uh, I was getting sued for by my last management company, and then they 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 just didn't even back up my right to pay them. It was just it was fucking awful. And then they refused to give me back any of that money. Is fucking bad, man. And I I just uh, I didn't know we were gonna go this far. Into well, I always <laughs> go this far into it, but I mean, I look, I just. I'm not. I'm not trying to get too many details. I'm just saying. I'm not. 
I'm just saying, when it comes to management, they're, they're just, they're somebody who has to be, they have to be honest. There has to be some, they have to be somebody who honestly cares about you. Because that's the essence of the job. You already have an agent, you know, or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you have to have an, typically you have to have an agent to get, you know, booked on the road, get, if you want to audition, if you want to do anything like that, you have to have an agent. But the agent is, is that's fine. They do what they do and they'll, they'll just send you work. But the manager is supposed to give a shit about you know, well, how much work, how much that work is affecting you, your family, your long-term goals for your career, and it's like, somebody who's going to make a, a, a business out of that is going to be somebody who's going to basically go and find several clients that, you know, they pretend to give a shit about, and it's, it's not much different than a pimp. <laughs> it really isn't. It's just it's not much different at all. Yeah, as my role as a manager, I have to because agents will have you booked every weekend because I mean their goal is to make you money and make sure. money off of you. Sure. And as a manager, I have to be like, okay, three weeks is the most he can go out at a time, and then he's gonna need this break, and then because I right. know that if you are gone for too long, you're gonna be sick, and then we'd have to cancel and like yeah. So I basically manage. When you're going out, I don't have as much control over like where you go. That's more your agent. No, that's but, that's what the agents throw us. But yeah. I can say you know we don't want to put them in Minnesota in January. Yeah, we can say we that, do. or we can say <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to go to this place or whatever that place, um, because you know he didn't like this venue, that venue, or he did like this venue, so try to get him back there, whatever. But why I brought this up is we recently let go. Um, your agents for the first time like you've been with this agency since i've been around yeah yeah and you went with a guy who had politely been like contacting you and reaching out and like really was like i really want to work with you yeah yeah which is really important you know i to me at least i thought uh somebody you know and that's kind of how i really ended up with the last agent it was just they fired the guy who was <laughs> who 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 really brought me into the company but you know when agents typically are like you know they don't they don't want to do any work they just basically go yeah sign with us we'll you know send you out for stuff but this guy is you know he's an ohio guy and he was like really just he was straightforward but he wasn't pushy and like that was you know it made me feel pretty um, but, uh, no, he just, he was really, he was cool about it. He was like, hey, man, really love to, uh, work with you, you know, and that, and, and in a sense, work with me as in, like, I could, you know, I could do something for you that isn't being done right now, which is a lot of agents won't do, and he's, I think he's already kind of showing that, um, you know, despite our, you know, rejections on certain things, but it's like, he's, uh, He's been uh, real cool. I mean, the the meeting I had with him was real cool. But I mean, the the, the bottom line is, I you know, I I went with a new agent because I want to. I need to give a you know an opportunity to the you know the animated project that I'm working on. So, yeah. you know, that's that's the main. So goal. for someone like Adam or or anyone who is wanting to acquire representation, 
what do you suggest? Oh, wow. Because, I mean, I mean, obviously, don't... There's a lot of bullshitters out there. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're never going to be... I don't think anybody is going to, you know... You know, when you're young and, in you know... It, it, when you're a target for those people, you're never going to have the wherewithal to... Uh, you know, to deflect their, you know, attention or, or say, no, I'm, I'm too smart to go with so-and-so. You're not. I mean, because it's almost like you, 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 at that stage of life, you need that, um, you know, attention. But it's like, I'm just, all I can really offer is, I mean, first of all, you get, you get representation by being good at what you do. I mean, just, just, that's the only way you're going to get anything in, whether it's stand, uh, stand up, I'll just uh, speak for stand up, is, is just, you know, when you go up and you're repeatedly, um, you know, doing well, that's going to draw attention. So you just, uh, you just, once the offers start coming, when people start coming in and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so from, you know, this company or that company. It's like, you know, just be aware that, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I think you can really get by without a manager. I think that uh, agents are really, you know, they're still essential, but I don't think, I don't think managers. From 10 years ago that you wouldn't have been okay with, well, I think the world has changed though from ten years ago. I think that with the with the the access that you have online and things like that, like as long as you have somebody who will who you know, if you want to deal directly with your agents, which some comics do, um, then you you have no problem. Or if you have like I have with with you. You'll yeah, deal with my agents, so I don't have to. I don't. But I'm you. obsessed with your career and comedy and this whole business. Not that many comedians don't have that in a well, right? Member. It's we're way, yeah. We're that's why we're bitter. So I don't think <laughs> I don't think that you can say don't get a manager if that person doesn't have. I I, I understand. Also going to devote his or her life. I'm to just I'm just speaking. Career. I'm speaking from my experience. That's, I mean, that's the the advice. I, I mean, I can't, I don't want anybody to do anything based on what I say, which they won't. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm just saying, but just I, be aware that they're, they're um, that, that is their game. I mean, when it comes to the management side, it's, it's, when you go to the agent side, like agents, agents are, are, are supposed to, they have a code of conduct sort of, you know, laid out. There's there's a set of laws and rules and everything. They have to get a license to be an agent. Managers don't have to get shit. They just they just say, "Hi, I'm a talent manager," and that's it. And I I mean that's and you can why wear a robe twenty four hours a day like I do. And they and see that's why it's such a it, it's it's such a a you know a desirable business for even people who are in the agency racket to go over to the management racket because they're like, oh man, it's completely ungoverned. And yeah, all I have to do is pretend like I give a shit and, you know, start soaking comics for cash. 
which is easy to do. And I I just, uh, all I can say is I just, I I know from this side of it, they're, um, they're, they're really not as impressive as you might think when they come along. They're just, they're just, they're running a fucking hustle because they just, you know, they're, they're looking to, they're looking to get, they're looking to eat and fill their bindle. They're just a bunch of fucking homeless jerks. Um, I don't know. Someone I, who, you're very trustworthy. Like very trusting, trust and not trustworthy is trustworthy. Oh, trustworthy. trustworthy. Well, I'm trustworthy and I'm trusting. trusting. Yes, I am. And so you put your career into someone's hands because you thought that they that yeah. would do anything possible for you and what you. I mean, and wouldn't lie to me. And yeah, yeah he lied a lot to me. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like. If you are going to get a manager or any representation, don't put, don't rely on them. Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to sit back and go, okay, they got it. They got it handled yeah. for me because really they don't. They basically are just waiting to field phone calls from shit that you drum up. You have to steer your own career. You can't just rely on other people to do it for you. Yeah, so therein lies the philosophy that I have is... What's the point in having them? I mean, because they don't do shit. I mean, they really don't. They don't do anything that you can't do for yourself. It's just they kind of make you think that you can't do it for yourself. But I I think that especially the way things are now and the way things are progressing uh, with this World Wide Web thing, um, <laughs> I think you can do things without them. I, I think agents, like I said, they're still... They're still an essential uh, position, and there's still people that you you need in your corner, you know, on some level. But uh, you managers are fucking—they're just—they're just pirates. Fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll be back. What July fourth? Easter. What's our next holiday? Oh, what's the most sarcastic one? Um, <laughs> look, I, I'm back when it, we'll be back whenever. All right, like I'm just, uh, yeah, yeah. We we're back when we're back. You Tampa, know, Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Naples, Florida, Albany, out Albany. Albany. Yeah, I mean, come on. Minneapolis, Houston, Cincinnati, Boston. Yeah, California. Well, well, we'll be back before at some point in there. So, all right then. All right. Bye bye. Because you know, because at the end of the day, it can all just be taken away from you by somebody who decides that they want it that way. You know, I mean, I could, I could say all kinds of shit about any one of them right now and you know it, you know what, what what's the matter you know i mean i guess like, could you sue me i i don't know i mean good luck with that i guess i mean because it seems like with every with everything now it's just i don't know man I, i'm trying to fucking get i don't it's not like i like lawyers either so <laughs> i don't want to get involved with them i don't want to fucking pay any of them any more money than they already have. I just, man, I'm just trying to live my life. I'm just trying to, just trying to, to, you know, be, uh, 
as good and as straightforward and as honest at, at my art as I was when I set out. And, um, I don't like the idea of just some fucking monster coming in and tearing that down because he feels like it. So, I don't know. Is there anybody, everybody who's uh, a fan of mine, I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate everybody who recognizes, you know, me for what I, for what I really try to project and what I'm doing. And for anybody out there who's, you know, who still is like, you know, they're, they're going to, you're going to believe what you want to believe, but man, I'm, I, I can't, I, I don't know how else to tell you that I'm, I mean, um, I'm telling you the truth and I, I, I just don't think you should you should really check the credibility of uh the people who are who've decided to who decided they have it out for me cuz they're pretty bad people so all right everybody bow your heads we're going to pray <laughs> and then uh we're going to be uh going to be done with this cuz I'm tired of talking about this um but uh, to all my fans, I really do appreciate you. And to my family, I really do appreciate you. We appreciate you. And we love you because you are a honest, decent, hardworking, lovable man. And you, for anyone you, to you think otherwise... You forgot pleasant. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> no, I'm not. But for anyone to think otherwise is such bullshit. And I can't even... I, I, it's just crazy that anyone would think. Why? I, I, what I do to get somebody to have it <laughs> out for me, I don't know. I don't know. I always, yeah, you know, I always said, you, I mean, you know, if anybody listens to that podcast with Tommy and, uh, Earl, Earl. um, you know, yeah, I, I was, I remember, I listened to that because I actually was curious to see if Tommy, I almost thought that maybe Tommy said the same thing to every comic. You know what I mean? Like You're you the know, best. He told me I was the best. He told me that Mitzi said that I was the best or whatever. And I don't know if that was just him talking or Mitzi. Because, I mean, I did showcase for Mitzi. And she did know me, you know, uh, when she was coming to the comedy store a lot. Um, But, you know, I don't know if that's part of what... Well, I know that that's part of what uh, has sort of you know, singled me out in a way that, like, because I used to tell Tommy, I was like, you know, because I really do, you know, I said on the last podcast we did, I really do owe a lot to to Tommy as far as, like, he he was able to come into the comedy store, get Mitzi's attention, because it was it, it was still all her place, and she was... The only one who determined the lineups. And anytime she came in and I went on and I tried to get, basically get myself in her better graces, you know, it was always like a really, really tense atmosphere. And I was tense. The audience was, it was just, it was, and I just felt like such despair. And Tommy became this person who was like, 
He surveyed the crowds when they left. You know, he didn't know me anything. We weren't friends. We never hung out. He just talked to the people leaving the, the, the shows. And generally, those people liked my comedy. And, the, and so then from there, I started getting more and more spots. And, and he told me that coming from Mitzi, it was, I get a spot every night of the week, which I did. I went from, you know, not getting a lot of spots. I remember my ex-girlfriend that got brought up a lot with, with, with Joe Diaz because somehow that had something to do with him. Um, you know, she was a comic also, and I lived with her, and she got a lot of spots, and I was still trying to make my way up, man. And, I mean, you know, I, 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 you know, I was getting shit when she was getting main room primetime, and it was, that was hard to take um, back then, but it was like, I, you know, I, uh, you know, when Tommy came along, it was like there was somebody who was actually on watch at night. You know, Mitzi went to bed early, and Duncan Trussell, um, who, uh, you know, was the talent coordinator before Tommy, um, who also seems to be, I think, affiliated with Death Squad somehow. I don't know, but I'm sure that's a coincidence. Um, he, uh, w w you know, when he was talent coordinator. I got no, I, I got almost no spots. I just, and, 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 and me and Duncan are cool. I mean, Duncan's always been complimentary, you know, since then. But I think back then, he really didn't know much about me or, or what I did on stage or really anything because he's a comic himself and had to, he was pursuing his own career. Whereas Tommy came in was had, he had a, he had a neutral, point of view and and he was a somebody who wasn't a comic but he is an artist and he and that's what Israel is people who are just so still so sour on him they failed to appreciate about him because they weren't there like I was when I before he showed up which was that guy gave a fuck about what he was doing whether you agreed with how he drew up the lineups or not or how many spots he gave you or not he really, really cared about that job. And that, it always matters. Please, kids, if you care about your job, it fucking matters. And that's a big deal. When people care, that's, it's, it's not something to be overlooked. And he, because of his care and because of his willingness to listen to the feedback of the audiences that were leaving i my spots went from you know a couple spots a week up in the attic to a spot at prime time every night of the week downstairs and i you know i i will say i will always like i always i had resentment from the other kids back then too just you could say they they all forgot about all the the shit that I went through to get spots, you know, all the no spots that I had while they were getting spots. But once I got spots, that was all forgotten, and it was just like they just fucking there's always jealousies and grumblings and shit like that everywhere. But the thing is, is I never I always justified what I got. I didn't go up there and lay any eggs. I didn't fucking... I went up there, 
and I consistently did, I, 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 you know, I did what I came to do, which was be fucking funny, and if, if anybody, you know, it, it, it check, <laughs> check my record, okay, I'm not, I didn't, you know, it wasn't like, Tommy didn't just do this as a favor, Tommy wasn't the only, uh, you know, talent coordinator or club owner to, to usher in such favors for me, like, I've, I've gotten a, you know, a, a, a pretty, I've, I've established a pretty good reputation at a lot of comedy clubs in Los Angeles and out, so it's not like he's the only one who made up the, the you know, the idea that Cap's funny, I mean, I did, I, 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 I left that reputation in a lot of places, in a lot of towns, in a lot more places than Joey Diaz ever has, okay, because the fact is, you can talk all the shit you want, I'm still a better artist than you are, because I am an artist, I'm not a fucking, I'm not trying to be a gangster about this shit, fucking bully, but I, I just, I mean, I want to make sure I hit everything that I've, I've, I've heard about, because I'm, I'm just, I, I just don't want to, well, all the I don't want to dwell on this, it's been like, one one person was saying that you were like this rich boy who's had everything handed to you, and then what? And then Bobby goes into, well, it's because you grew up poor, and then you got a taste of fame, and it went to your head. I mean, it's been well, you cried over your ex girlfriend. Well, oh, he raped God. a guy. Like <laughs> it's been all over the oh, spectrum. Jesus. First of all, I wasn't rich or poor. We were we were middle lower middle class, maybe I don't know. Uh, it's. Uh, we, and I mean, we were, uh, and and then, as far as my yeah ex girlfriend, like I yeah Diaz said that it, it, somehow he injected himself into the situation when me and my ex broke up, he, and he's basically calling you a cunt because you cried about your ex girlfriend, which, which I did. I, I of course, course you did. I mean, <laughs> I cry about a lot of things, but I mean, I cried. Because, first of all, when we first broke up, like, I, he and I weren't friends until that, I broke up with that person, because I, I just, you know, we, uh, because I, the, the last straw with us breaking up was me going to Montreal, uh, to, which was to get the deal, and I didn't, and I didn't have a friend named Joey Diaz until I got the development deal, so... I, he wouldn't have been involved in my life before that, and then, uh, for him to, um, he said something about, I remember, yeah, like, that, that I was mad because he, he booked a movie or something, he just wants to tell people his credits, but <laughs> he booked a movie, which I'm sure was a really big role, and, uh, he, um, got, uh, he, he got my ex to sub in for him in Alaska, and this was after we had broken up. We had a spell where after we broke up where basically I just I was I had no interest in getting involved in any other relationship and she still had my dog. And I didn't want you know, I just kind of was still in contact with her pretty consistently and then and then all of a sudden one day she's like, you know, do you want your dog? Uh, cause, cause she had the pink slip on him, cause she's the one who got it from the Humane Society, but, 
she's like, do you want Jack? And I came over to get Jack. And then I realized, you know, she had like this new guy call her. And then she met this dude in Alaska. They had got engaged and shit. And it was like, you know, and I, at the time, even though I did not want to be in that relationship anymore and I was glad to get out, I was, when when she said that uh, the, she was engaged to this other dude that she just met, it really made me face a harsh reality that I'd just spent two years in a relationship where I really could have been anybody. Like, I really thought what kept me with her for a long time, even though I wanted to leave, besides Jack, was in a, in un unhooking the PlayStation. I didn't want to fucking unhook the PlayStation. <laughs> but uh, it was, seriously, I was like, man, I gotta get behind the TV. It's dusty back there, shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but she, um, you know, I just had to face the fact that if she could get engaged that quickly with somebody else, like, I really was sort of just a warm body. I was meaningless. I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I hated to to really have to face that. And I was, I even was as desperate as, like, trying to get her to, to call it off with the dude. And I told her that we'd get back together. And she's like, well, will you go to couples counseling? And I'm like, I will talk about it. Because, <laughs> um, like, I... Because I really wasn't, I didn't, I, I more so didn't want the dude to, 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 you know, move in with her. Like, that was the thing. She, he was moving in with her in the place that we lived in together, too. And too. then so he like, would have been daddy just, to your dog. That was just depressing. <laughs> well, my dog was, I got to pick up my dog. But I, I still, That's good. him moving into the place that I just left and I'd, I'd spent two years and so much heartache in. That was hard for me to deal with. But doesn't this prove that you're sensitive and that... I am very sensitive. Yeah, yeah and that you care. That That's the opposite of what he's trying to prove is that you're just this mean person who kills people's dreams and has, like, a heart of stone when and, really... And the, the truth the is, is he's he's that guy. But why does he, why does he care about your relationship? I don't think he does. It's just... I mean, if you've ever dealt with a bully, ago. bullies try to find anything about you that they know and pick at it. They just want to pick at it. Ha, ha, ha. You had a girlfriend. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You were upset at one point in your life. Yeah, right. Like so, here, yeah, been. anything. It doesn't matter. Ha, ha, ha. Your mom has cancer. Like, it doesn't matter to them. They're just bastards. And that's what he's doing. He's just being a fucking bully. And, I mean, I... His opinion doesn't matter to me. Um but yeah, just this uh this unfettered bullshit that he's just spreading and nobody's checking him on it and I can't I you know this podcast doesn't get the listenership that that one does. Because I don't know, well, because we're not as committed to doing it, probably. And yeah, the last one we did was Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, he does it, like, daily. Yeah, <laughs> right, and, I mean, because I usually actually care about what I put out, too. He doesn't, beautiful. 
Oh, yeah. He'll do, he'll do whatever. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm on here talking. Well, he has an office space. I got a, I got a, cameras I got a like Red a Bull crew. and a pack of cigarettes, huh? What do you want to talk about? Uh, he's <laughs> fucking full of shit. He's just full of shit. And I, I mean, I, I just, I think I said everything I need to say. I got to pee. But, uh, I, I'm just, it, it, it's, I'll answer any questions anybody's ever got as far as what I've done, how I've conducted myself, or anything that... Because I've never done anything malicious. I have made mistakes in my life, and any of those that I know about, I always apologize for because I could never live with myself if I didn't, Bobby. (laughs) But I do know who I am and who I've been. And, and and I didn't suddenly just wake up yesterday and decide I'm going to be a decent, honest guy. I've always been that guy because I don't know any other way to live. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn. It's just how I, I just know how I'm wired and how I choose to live my life. And I'm not dishonest and I'm not malicious and I'm not heartless. So fuck anybody who says I am and fuck anybody who facilitates that shit. Because, look, I know and you know you got a lot more to hide than I do. So I ain't one for vengeance, but I am one for truth. Don't push me.